Welcome to episode 34 of the Making Disciples podcast, where we are furthering our knowledge of Jesus Christ and the gospel so that we can get to the ends of the world and minister. So I've been receiving a couple of questions from you guys as to why are some of the episodes uploading to, you know, Apple, Spotify, um, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and all of them are going to YouTube. Well, some episodes go to the others because my RSS link, when I upload to all my other platforms, like my podcast platforms exclusively, it sometimes glitches. And I'll usually try about two uploads on each one. And if it doesn't succeed after those two attempts, I usually don't worry about it. YouTube will actually have all of my content. The link will be in the description if this episode uploads to those platforms. Make sure to check out the YouTube. I appreciate you listening on those platforms. I really do. Um, if it's easier for you to continue to listen on those platforms. But if you realize that I've gone probably five, six a week without uploading an episode, do not think that I didn't upload. It's probably on YouTube. So just make sure to check out that YouTube link. Every single episode goes to YouTube. Um, again, please make sure to join the Discord. That will also be in the description of whatever platform you're on. We are truly trying to build a community of believers and just pour into each other and raise up disciples so that we can all go to the ends of the world and minister and disciple and raise up more disciples. So today we're actually going to be diving into the parable of the Good Samaritan, which is actually in Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. And let's go ahead and dive in. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise a Levite who came to the place and saw him passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and he and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, You go and do likewise. So do and live is the promise of the law, but unfortunately no sinner can obey perfectly. Nobody can keep the entire law and not stumble. So the demands of the law are meant to drive us to seek divine mercy. Galatians 3, 10 through 13, for all who rely on works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law. For the righteous shall live by faith, but the law is not of faith. Rather, the one who does them shall live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law but by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. This man should have responded with guilt rather than self-justification, as we see in verse 29. He, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus. He had no guilt. He had no Nothing weighing on his heart, he felt like he was justified. And the scribes and Pharisees believed that their neighbors were the righteous alone. 
that they were not able to be others. It was only the righteous, only the ones that kept the law perfectly. They thought that the wicked were the enemies of God and therefore should be hated. But godly hatred includes grieving over the condition of the sinner. As Jesus taught, we must have genuine love for the person. The Pharisees hated the wicked out of self-righteousness and nullified the second commandment. Jesus clears up what it means to love your neighbor in this parable, and he also shows what it means to be a neighbor. Our hate should stem from righteousness, from holiness, from a genuine love for the person. Verse 33 states that the Samaritan had compassion. Why do we look at people in need and walk by them or dismiss the opportunity to minister to someone because, oh, there's no way that they're going to be saved? We aren't to do what we think is right but honor our Heavenly Father and submit. Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way that seems right to man, but its end is the way to death. As we see in the book of Judges, everyone, as soon as a judge died or was left, everyone then went and did what was right in his own eyes. Everyone is doing what is right in their own eyes. So many people are falling away from God. They're falling away from the true authority. Now, yes, indeed, look at the glass half full. There are more people getting saved now than ever. But then you do have those people that are completely rebelling who do not listen to the authority of our Heavenly Father. They do what is right in their own eyes. They make God out to be who they picture Him to be. They create their own God. They say, my God does this and my God does that. That is not who Yahweh is. They have idols. They have false idols. And that is the way that seems right unto man, according to them. And that will lead unto death. We see the acts of the Samaritan throughout the rest of the parable, and he shows us what true religion is, what it means to be a neighbor. James 1.27, religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. The lawyer assumed that it was up to everyone else to prove themselves as neighbors to him. But Jesus' reply shows him, as well as us, that we all have the responsibility to be a neighbor, especially to those in need, whether it be physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. We must first focus on whether we are being neighbors before judging others proving to be a neighbor. How can we expect others to be perfect neighbors without first evaluating our own hearts? Matthew 7, 5, you hypocrite. First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. We are too involved in nitpicking others' actions in having such high expectations for others to meet up to that we don't even meet up to. We hold up a mask in front of everybody else, and we seem in a certain way but behind closed doors, they don't see what's truly going on. We have moments in our lives where we truly are hypocrites, where we have planks in our eyes and we are blind and we can't get the speck out of our brother's eye accurately. Do not unrighteously judge. Seek to be conformed to the image of Christ. And over time, the inner work will progress more and more. Over time, as you are conformed to the image of Christ, God will use you more to be a light to those around you. That's what we're called to be. 
We're called to be a light, the salt of the earth. Remember that Christ imparts the holiness to those that truly believe. If you truly submit your life to the Father, Christ imparts holiness to you for you to be completely set apart. Be a servant of Christ and seek to do the will of God. Do not do what is right in your own eyes. When you see people in need, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever it is, do not just walk by on the other side of the road, but be a neighbor. As, as the Good Samaritan, live up to that example. Tend the needy, tend the orphans and the widows in their affliction. Don't bypass any calling that God places in your life, whether it is to minister or tend the needy. Be a neighbor. Be a disciple. Submit to the calling. That's something we're pounding to the ground. Matthew chapter 28. Be a disciple. Do not neglect the calling. That's going to wrap up episode 33 of the show. Honestly, it's crazy to even believe that we're at episode 33. We started this thing in March. I mean, 33 episodes, that's just crazy to even think about. And guys, I'm so beyond grateful. There's no words to be able to explain how grateful I am for all of you. We have 1,008 listeners on YouTube. Um, and not everybody watches the episodes themselves, but I know some of you guys watch the shorts more than anything else, but guys, I'm so grateful more and more. I'm getting these notices that people are sharing the episodes with others. Um, and I appreciate every view. I appreciate every new person that gets to hear the gospel and gets to hear the message of the, the discipleship so that they can go to the ends of the world and minister. So guys, I appreciate every last one of you and I can't wait to see you in episode 34. God bless.